Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hi there, Jake. I like video games, too. And this is a new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Nice. Good little sting there. Does that, did that sound like Dragon's Lair? I, that's what I was going for, but I don't think it I... Sounded, it, sounded, it sounded like it evokes arcade songs in general. Fair so enough, fair enough. better than Dragon's Lair. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> How you doing, Jake? Oh, I'm doing pretty dang well. We are recording our last main series episode of 2020, putting a, putting a pin in this this whole whole year you could of, say of stuff you could say we're really slaying the dragon of 2020 with this one I, that is that is not the metaphor i would go to but it's certainly one that could be used <laughs> <laughs> uh fair enough fair enough um so so what have you been playing outside of uh our title game here dragon's lair so I've been playing uh, a few games here and there to kind of uh, prepare for our end of the year episode. So I'll hold off till till that to talk about them. Uh, but the only other game that I've been playing has been uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Ah, yes, so yes. I got this at the end of last year at the exact same time I got um, the Outer Worlds, not Outer Wilds. I still haven't played that one. I'm sorry. I know I should, but I just haven't yet. Uh, so I started playing this one, but then got pretty distracted by Outer Worlds and just didn't really didn't really play this one uh -huh. um, until recently. And then I had a few friends kind of ask about it um, and like rec uh, like asked if I would recommend it. I was just like, I remember it being like a pretty solid game, like a good approachable Souls light yes sort of experience um, with like a you know, solid story, um, and all that. So I was like, oh, you know, if I'm, I, I should just like go back and play it some more. So I've been, uh, playing a bit of that recently. It is, it is super fun. It's, um, I mean, I, I also just like have predictably bounced completely off of Dark Souls 3. Huh. Uh, happens, happens every time I try, uh, actual from software Souls like game. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Maybe maybe one time, but like I just I just can't I just can't be bothered with Dark Souls three right now. So give me like an easier version of that. And it's Star Wars, hell yeah, totes into it. Um, and I'm getting to the part of the game where the movement options and like way you traverse around the world starts getting pretty pretty cool and like yeah. very opened up. Um, like because that game gives you abilities that are like you know of course useful in combat but have like most their use in traversal or like unlocking shortcuts and stuff like that mm -hmm. so it's a fun game it's got good not great but you know good combat um it's a solid i think level of difficulty to it um totally totally here for the star wars stuff i just mm -hmm finished season two of mandalorian i'm not gonna say any spoilers about it whatsoever but that entire season of tv is just grown men smashing action figures together and yeah. it's like it's so silly but so fun to watch yeah it's it's so i'm actually watching the mandalorian right now as well and we we just got into season two or maybe like two or three episodes into season two and it's like yeah the the first season of that show feels like it's very like okay we're making a western that is a star wars and it's like mm -hmm. it, it, it felt 
really solid, like strong end to end. And I know there's a bunch of crazy stuff that happens in this season uh, that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, but yeah, that's what it seems like is that like, they're just like, okay, now we got to throw all the Star Wars in this instead Everything. of it. Let's go. Yeah. This is gonna be like the launching point for like the new Star Wars TV universe, which. Okay, we'll see if I get oversaturated. But anyway, back to Fallen Order. Yeah, Very that game's cool. Game. That game's um, cool. I was actually playing that game uh, last year when we were kind of doing our Game of the Year stuff. Yeah. So you're, you're a year behind me on that game. <laughs> I, I, I totally am. I can't add it to my my games of the year for this year either but uh it's solid like a good like i'd say like a solid like seven out of ten game strong game um, strong game if you're into the concept of like a souls like but the difficulty bounces you off this is kind of a good entry into that completely um, agree it's just like a good it's just a good star wars game like we haven't gotten like just like a good star wars game in a while so good single player like the, star the, wars game one. exactly you know? yeah not since dark forces 2 <laughs> 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 Sorry, I just threw what about, what about you bit. Tony you've been playing anything uh not related to you know this episode or the the next yeah I got a I got a couple things so um we've actually been playing a game together called full metal Furies uh yes, we have. so it's a it's a beat em up with some light RPG progression to it uh, it's made by seller door games who they're they're more famously known for making rogue legacy uh and the uh recently early access rogue legacy too but great great developer they make awesome stuff but yeah this is like a it's like castle crashers but with more progression to it which like i'm super into um there's four you can play up to four players which i haven't been able to to get a group together for that yet but like the fact that it's there i, I love that it, it reminds me of like the old ninja turtles you know beat em up games you know all those mm-hmm. ones where you can play you know four people huddled around a cabinet um Two melee characters, two ranged ones. They all play very differently from one another, so you actually uh, can gain a lot of replay value by playing with the other characters. Um, the The most interesting part of the design of this game to me is that um, each uh, each of the characters correspond to a specific color, which the enemies will gain a shield of that variety of color throughout an engagement, uh, which leads you to... Uh, it leads you to more teamwork, more coordination is necessary for taking yeah. on any sort of uh, fights in that game. If you play single player, you'll you have two characters uh, that you switch back and forth from. Uh, so it's like a it's a core concept of the game. You know the I need to use the green character against enemies that have a green shield. Break that down so my teammate can come in and do damage to it, um, which I like. It it. it it, like I said, adds that teamwork, that coordination, but it also makes the game a whole hell of a lot harder. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people play beat em ups for like a, a an easy button mashy uh, time where you see some like cool graphics, maybe hear some good music, but it's usually not like uber challenging. Where right. I feel, or at least if you like die or something, there's not too big of a barrier to continue game. Right. Where this game is like, hey, each one of these engagements are like very designed. They're, they are they are hard for the most part. So you really have to mm. figure out, okay, what kind of enemies are we dealing with? How do we uh, focus down enemies together? Uh, it's it's a fun it's a fun game. I've been having a great time playing that uh, with you. Oh for yeah, sure. same. It's been very good. And like you were saying with the the color shields that really force you to coordinate and communicate. There's so much of beat 'em up that's just basically like two players doing their own thing in the same world. But this one really 
gives you that uh that like edge to yeah. it that just makes it like a bit more interesting it has enough twists on the formula to make it a whole lot of fun and yeah. i know i've been having a good time playing it with you too yeah it's it's a fun it's a fun little game so yeah full metal furies i've been playing a bit of that the other game uh that i picked up on my switch kind of i've been watching this game for a while like waiting for a sale or waiting for like the right opportunity and it finally came up uh like last week uh, this game's called one step from eden it's a hmm. it's a roguelike deck builder which it seems like there's a million yeah. of oh, yeah, yeah. what's it called what's it called Let's write this down real quick. <laughs> one one step from eden one step from eden so like yeah there's a million games that are that are like this now but the the interesting spin that these guys have on it is it plays a lot like Mega Man battle network if you ever like remember that game where you have kind of um two zones on either side that are like squares and you kind of move between the squares to dodge attacks and launch attacks um mm-hmm. so it's like an interesting mix of like uh putting things on the enemy field and you also having to move so it does a lot of like really rhythmic motions that you have to do to to dodge attacks it can get kind of bullet hell like at times which is is fun um and it's constantly moving too. It's not like when I'm. It's not like a Cadence of Hyrule or like Cryptid and Necrodancer, where every time you move, the world moves. This is like it's everything's happening all at once. So sometimes you have to move really fast uh, versus mm-hmm. not. But um, it's it's a very difficult game. I have I have a hard time with it. But runs are usually about like. 20 minutes which is a it's a good amount of time it's a pretty snappy roguelike yeah exactly like that's what i was looking for i was looking for something that i could kind of play while i'm laying in bed uh you know winding down for the day like like one run in say okay cool i can just relax and and go to sleep yeah Um, there's there's a lot of characters a lot of cards a lot of items to unlock which uh, the way that that progression works is it, it's like literally just games played and like kind of experience gained uh, through runs. So like you're always building a like an EXP bar up to unlock more stuff, uh, which is great. Uh, at the end of each world, you fight against one of the other playable characters, uh, which is interesting. So it introduces the other playable characters that all play very differently from one another. Like it introduced mm-hmm. like their concept, like you could have like a heavily armored knight versus like a wizard or like a rogue uh, looking character. You know, all of those characters are going to play very differently in, in like the cards they get in their decks and whatnot. Um, so you play against one of them at the end of every level. You choose to either kill them, which you get a ton of resources for, or sparing them, which gives you back HP and keeps them alive and like kind of uh, recruits them to your team. So mm-hmm. they will randomly spawn in levels to like provide a benefit. Like one could uh, destroy a bunch of tiles on the enemy side, or one could like jump in and heal you. There's one that's like. Uh, it almost is like a fairy bottle from uh, Legend of Zelda. So when you die, he, he just like reses you, uh, which mm-hmm. is great. So like, it's a fun little choice that you get at the end of every uh, level. Um, and if you get through three levels, I think like the the total a total run is like six or seven of these little worlds. Um, if you kill the boss in the third world or or, or past that you unlock those characters. So I think there's like nine characters or so to unlock. So like there's a lot to do there and it encourages you if you get good at the game and you have a good run, it gives you more unlocks because of, of that, you know, like, uh, yeah, which I, I think that's really cool. I think it's a really cool way of, um, building a progression system in a roguelike. It's um, very nice when roguelikes give you a 
steady stream of like outside the run unlocks right right it's really it's very hard to keep yourself in the loop especially like in a difficult roguelike like i'm thinking specifically of ftl which always has a special place in my heart but that game is punishingly hard and you're only gonna unlock something outside like the run once every so often when you meet very specific circumstances right and that makes it really hard to engage with that game unless you're like a freak and just love it like me right and like every run you have to like meticulously plan i feel like in ftl whereas like this game encourages experimentation which i like Mm -hmm. because the runs are fast and you're always getting stuff so it's like okay i died in like the second world who cares like that was 10 minutes of my time and Mm -hmm. i may have unlocked a new card here that's cool you know um it also has a co-op mode and a pvp mode that i haven't messed with at all Oh, interesting which is interesting right like i like a co-op mode would be i would be intrigued by that like i how does that work Um, Mm -hmm. but it's cool it's a one step from eden is that game um the only other thing i want to mention um and we'll probably talk about a lot more in our uh end of the year episode but dude fucking sethroth's in smash like oh, yeah he like is. what <laughs> are we kidding me uh i did not see this coming at all i i don't think anybody really did um and i'm glad like this is a cool ass character he's, he's it is it's a very cool addition what an awesome reveal cinematic it was so cool it really um they've like really leaned into sethroth's like mythos that like he is this like ungodly strong character like he mm-hmm. one shots like the boss of uh of all of smash ultimate like just cuts in half he's dead um, right his um his playthrough on classic mode is just a boss rush mode so every boss yeah. is you just you just face against bosses with sephiroth which is like it, it's it's kind of that's fun. so like on brand for what a character he is yeah exactly exactly like they they show why why seth roth is like the villain of villains you know mm-hmm. um all the new music is great like they added a lot more music for this character as opposed to cloud which had like two tracks like it it, it was very depressing the amount of music they added with cloud they they added a bunch here including two versions of one winged angel and and the genova like boss music like the final boss music from final fantasy 7 which is like so good um mm-hmm. it, yeah it's it's great his stage and, is really good um you've had a chance to play with them yeah so um one of the interesting things they did for this character is so on on thursday they announced him with like here's the video of like here's his move set here's sakurai playing with him and like um explaining some stuff about him and they're like oh yeah we're pushing a patch out right now where um you can try sephiroth i no no actually no you had you had to have bought him through the fighter pass or whatever um but it's like a special mode where like you press start and then you f- have to fight against Sethroth in like an HP battle. It's really easy, but if you win, it unlocks on your your console early. So um, he officially comes out for everybody on Tuesday, but like they kind of early released him into the wild. Mm-hmm. So I've I've played a bunch of them. Um, he's a he's a super fun character to play, but I am not very good with him, and I don't know if I want to spend the time to get good with him um he will probably shake out to be somewhere in the middle middle of the road like i i don't think he's incredible i think he has a lot of like glaring weaknesses but my god it's his sword is huge 
It's huge. <laughs> That's the funniest thing about his character design. It's just he has a sword that is fucking so huge. It's so long. It's like a seven foot sword. And it's and it's they don't they don't try to like rein it in. It is his like forward tilt is like half of the screen. It's like it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Like um, if you do his his down aerial, so like he does like the slam the sword down, like how he kills Aerith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he does that, and the sword goes through platforms. So if it's like a battlefield where it has like those tiered stages, you can yeah. stab through the platform and hit somebody else underneath. Like and those are yeah, those are some narrow platforms, and that sword's got some reach. I know it's it's really cool. Like it's it's really fun. Um, I, I think they really did a good job capping off 2020 with like just an awesome thing. Uh, I I love it. It's it's great. I. Again, I'm I'm not gonna be a Seth Roth main, but he's he's fucking cool. You still still too busy learning, Steve. I'm no, I'm busy <laughs> perfecting the art of Kirby. I have uh, com- I've committed myself to the Kirby Club, and uh, we'll be um, the there. journey that never ends. I know. I just, Kirby, Kirby to talk top tier. I just want people to respect Kirby, even though um, it's never. He's not good. He's not a good character. <laughs> he's not very good, but. I like playing. Should have beat Best Nest then. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, it's someday. Still like the coolest thing that you got to play a set versus him. Yeah, right. I got murdered, but <laughs> well, he is the best Nest. He is, and that's yeah. True story. Speaking of things that are the best, Jake, what are we? What are we listening or what are we talking about for this episode? Uh, well, we are talking about the uh, game Dragon's Lair. Sorry for like a weird transition into like you asked me what the game. Uh, I was taking it back. Like, are we, <laughs> we going to take, take a mid-episode break still? That was like a very much like a transition of like, let's fucking talk about this. I know, dude. Wow. I, I, I'm like, hey, segue. <laughs> <laughs> I no, just like jerked the wheel. It's like, hold on a second. Um, uh, 1983 arcade classic Dragon's Lair, and we will get into it after this short break. This break right now. like that game we're talking about dragon's lair this episode jake this is your pick why 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 (laughs) um so i forget whose youtube video i was watching um but it it heavily talked about the the video game crash of 1986 which is where like the home market just sort of imploded in on itself it was just too saturated with a bunch of like real crappy games and it kind of fell in on itself and we hadn't played any games that uh came out before that we haven't played i think what's our earliest game was like crystallis 1990 Mm -hmm. um so we hadn't played like anything from the 80s i had seen this game like a few times in the wild i have never actually played it but it's such a striking game absolutely it. it is immediately recognizable and it's immediately 
mystifying. Because when you watch this game being played, you have no clue what's going on. Yeah, it's 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 a big, big fucking mystery. It's so, like, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, like, you know, you're you're talking about, like, the time period this came out. And it really, it really is of an era. And I remember when I was a very young kid seeing an arcade, like, seeing this in the wild, never playing it because it was the first arcade machine to uh, be 50 cents. So, like, be, like uh, pinball machines were, like, still sometimes a quarter of them, but, like, some of them were 50 cents. Um, and then Dragon's Lair was like, oh man, that's the premium game. Like it, it costs that extra quarter. Like that's how I remember this. Like I never played it mm-hmm. as a kid because you know I have a pocket full of quarters as a little kid. But like I, I gotta get hours out of this. And playing Dragon's Lair is going to cut my time in half. So I would always right. go. I have to go play a fighting game or like whatever else was in the arcade that I could just pop one quarter into. Um, but you're you're right in. The str- like this is this the art style the way this game looks is like so identifiable like you can pick it out of a line every time right yeah oh. so it the game um you've probably like seen it before if you don't really like entirely know what game we're talking about so it is uh hand drawn animation done by Don Bluth who did Secret and Nim, American oh. Tale, Land Before Time. Like all dogs all dogs go to heaven. Titan all 80. Dogs go to heaven. Did you say Secret oh, and Nim? The Secret I of fucking Nim. Nim. That's the first one I said. Yeah, a uh, Peach Dragon. Anastasia. The the rescuers like this guy uh, Rockadoodle. <laughs> Rockadoodle rules. The that movie kicks ass. Like, uh discount Disney before Dreamworks came along. But like you say just not, 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 not in a bad like way, a disparaging way. Like, yeah. dude was prolific. It's like I like a lot of his movies more than Disney movies. In in all honesty, like All Dogs Go to Heaven was is great. Like that movie is so cool. Secret and Nim is so great. I mean, oh, yeah. I I also love Rockadoodle. Like I love <laughs> that movie. It's so good. It's so good. But like that art style, like it. When you say discount Disney, it's because of that that very um, powerful two D animation. You know, like mm-hmm. this game drawn, very expressive. Before I looked up Don Bluth, like I like I knew his name was attached to this. And it's like I know that name, but I just I, I, I just want to play the game first. And like the the immediate uh, thing that I was trying to like, compare it to was Disney's Robin Hood or like Sword in the Stone. That's what yeah. it looked like to me. Like yeah. those are like the first ones. I'm like, yes. That's what that is, and I think I think Bluth worked on um, Robin Hood. Yeah, he, he was a character animator on Robin Hood. So like that, that's right around. That, well, I guess that's ten years later uh, that he worked on this. And it's like yeah, it has that kind of look to it. Um, but this game is basically a half an hour of animated sections that are stitched together by quick time events. Like, exclusively quick time events <laughs> there this isn't like a uh space invaders where you're like moving the character back and forth it's like the animation is playing out in front of you and you need to uh hit the buttons at the right time to progress to the next area and if you're not mm-hmm. if you make any small move you're dead <laughs> Yeah, so there's the four directional buttons and then, like, a sword button. So there are five buttons to it. 
um, you'll come across these prompts in the game. You succeed, continue the animation, or you fail, and it shows like a death state animation. Mm-hmm. Which is how it can get away with having this kind of art style to it. This right. game is almost 100% style over substance. Yes. Um, which I don't necessarily mean disparagingly, because like at the time that this game came out, like the peak of graphics was Super Mario Bros. for the NES, which great game of course but like just how mind-boggling it must have been to see this game in the wild Mm -hmm. when it first came out compared to what every other game looks like had to have been staggering yeah it's a it was a genius idea hit at the like at the exact right time to kind of make it work um yeah I, i really really cool it, it it looks so cool, but man, it's just a quick time. It's just a string of quick time it's just, events. It's just a string of quick time events. So Tony, how did you you play this game? So we both get the Steam re-release, correct? Yeah, I played on Steam. And the Steam release has like a, some like some options to it before you start the game. Um, how how what like what did you have as your first playthrough? I just did easy. I like I. I know I knew that this game was like quote unquote hard. It's like mm-hmm. uh, if you make a mistake, you're just dead. And I was like, you know what? I just want to see this thing. Like I I already know a lot about this game, uh, so I just played through it on easy just to see. And it was kind of jarring, in all honesty, mm-hmm. because Did you like, have, like the, the button prompts and whatnot. Yeah, I had the button prompts on there, and if like if you messed up at all, you died. But then it would progress you to the next scene, anyways. So mm-hmm. it was just, it was just really weird. It's really weird. But then I eventually you, like, played you it. Like complete all the scenes before you can get to the end, right? It, like you didn't even have to really complete it. At least, like from what I'm like recalling, uh, is that you didn't even have to complete it. You would just die and it would progress you to the next one. And it's just you just move all the way to the end of the game. Like I was done in like forty minutes. Like not even. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah the like the standard progression of it is it's 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 hard because like some rooms are repeated and then they're like mirrored of the previous time you were in there so it's hard to tell if like you were just getting if you're getting progress or if it's like procedurally generating new new rooms which i don't think it is yeah no it's not um yeah i so like i did my first playthrough where um i turned on the option where you would progress linearly and you couldn't like go to the next room until you Mm. cleared one room um had like the prompts on um and whatnot and got through the entire story that way and then i did another playthrough where i tried to do like as close to arcade captain as possible so there weren't the the button prompts um you had to like go based on you know just your experience having played the game before and sort of the sometimes difficult to interpret visual clues that the the game gives you. Um, I mean, that was of of course a lot harder and took me a while, but like, you know, even so it's like maybe like 30 minutes or so. But like how many times did you die? Oh, so many, right? And so many times and in the theme re-release. So they keep the original, like you lose a life and game over, screen but then it goes to like this newly made like continue or not continue screen that is such like an aesthetic and a musical shift from the game itself that i dreaded every time getting the game over because i knew i'd have to see that screen 
It's like the inverse <laughs> Goemon's Great Adventure. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> yeah, it um, it's a it's an odd it's an odd playing game, but dude, yeah. it's so goofy and it's so interesting. Like mm-hmm. I I love I love so many of the scenes in the rooms, like the the scene with all the snakes. That one's pretty awesome. That yeah. the blacksmith scene where he's like fighting off like the floating weapons and then like the blacksmith kind of just like springs to life and tries to to, to smack him. Uh, it's awesome. I like the one where you're being chased by like the lizard king and your sword gets like stuck to a, a to a pot of gold. Pot of gold. I that I have a note here that says, "What the hell is going on in this lizard king scene? Why is that pot of gold have his sword? Like it just like what is going on? It, like." In, in my playthrough, it just kind of sprung up out of nowhere. And it's like, wait, what? What is going on like, right every now? Every single scene is a non sequitur. You yes. just like, jump into a new room. And sometimes it has like these weird sort of like techno ge- like, ge- uh, geometrical like shape pattern to it. That's like very like 80s. And other times it's like an old castle, you know, crumbling trap sort of thing. And you fight like a like a laser floor night robot sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all over the place. It's all mm-hmm. over. The, and there's like, there's no real story. Like they, they introduce, was it Dirk the daring who is like our, our daring Dirk trying to the, save princess Daphne. Right. Uh, and he fights a dragon like that is kind of, it's almost like Lord of the Ringsy, but like, it's just like high fantasy shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but there is no introduction to, who Dirk is, who Daphne is, what's going on. None of that. There's no story. There's no story. There's nothing here. It just... You, you go into the castle. You get through the castle. You, you, it doesn't even seem like you're there to really slay the dragon until Daphne's like, hey, can you kill that dragon for me real, please? Right. That's that's really it. <laughs> like, it's it's very it's very strange uh, in, in that regard. But, like, it all looks really good. Like, that Grim Reaper? Like, the Reaper... Oh, Grim Reaper's so cool. It's so, so fucking awesome looking and like the 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 facial animations and all the characters and like the 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 way they move like the the headless horseman kind of guy like the the knight on the horseback that's like Mm -hmm. drive coming by like that's so cool like it all looks great i just wish they even attempted a story like even yeah i mean they kind of like give dirk some characterization in his animation where he's I don't know, just to like maybe to like justify how often he dies. He's kind of like hapless and like a little clumsy, but like still like a, a courageous and capable knight. Yeah, and, and I like, like that. And then Princess Daphne, they drew just the horniest way possible. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. She's just such, yeah. a, <laughs> such a wildly horny character. Right. That's like in a sheer dress, basically. Just like. <laughs> She's like the most like pronounced nipples poking out of this crazy tiny dress that she has. <laughs> yeah, right. And like multiple close ups just on her face batting these like giant eyelashes at you. It's just like, <laughs> what a come on here. Like no substance at all. No substance at all. Just like here, here's this object to come save. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's unfortunately uh, kind of literally in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Um The thing the thing that I super respect about this game is that it is so visually stunning that 
it built an IP just on that because it's mm-hmm. not on the gameplay. It just looks incredible. And it was like a great idea at the time. This, I'm going to le- list off all the platforms that Dragon's Lair has been on. It's, uh, bear with me. Laserdisc, Arcade, PlayStation, NES, SNES, Sega CD, Game Boy Color, CDI, Xbox, GameCube, DSi, PC, Omega, Nintendo Switch, TI-99, which is a calculator, or that's, oh no, that's a, that's a shitty uh, text instrument computer, but um, that's a lot of places that's where that so game much. is. so much, yeah. That game is everywhere. It can play on, like, almost anything, because it's just, like, if it can render graphics in some way, it, mm-hmm. that's all it is, you know? It's just, like, here's a series of scenes, like... Um, I don't know if you uh, watched it or not, but on the Steam release, they had an interview with Don Bluth and, and um, one of Don's like animation like business partners, and then the guy who had like the original idea for Rick I, Dyer. Yes, yes, the yeah. guy who like created that type of game, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and then partnered with these guys to animate it and make it look awesome. You know, um, fascinating. It's absolutely, it was absolutely fascinating. I loved it. Um, it was better than the game. I enjoyed watching that interview <laughs> and like seeing these three old school developers talk about what they made. It was so cool. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. And then like realizing, oh, Don Bluth made all of these movies that like I I loved. It totally makes sense. Like why this is a thing. I just wish it was a video game. Because it doesn't feel like a right. video game at all. Like they they try to put a score ticker. Like there's like a there's a way to get a high score in Dragon's Lair. What the fuck mm-hmm. is like? What is that even? What are they tracking? Do you, do you good? Is there like I don't think there's like a like a specific like timing window where you get like the closest to like the perfect frame you get a higher score. I think it's just almost entirely linked to progression. But that yeah. would be kind of a on the hold up. You keep talking for a second. I'm gonna. I'm gonna speed run, speed run, <laughs> speed uh, dragons layer speed runs. <laughs> There's like a top score or something like that. I'll I'll tell you what though, like um, before we started recording, I uh, I looked up the dragons layer Game Boy Color version. It oh yeah, is, you showed me that. It's wild, man. Like it looks like shit, but at the same time, it looks like they use the same like animation frames. So they it it looks you, you when you look at it side by side, it's like oh yeah, that's that totally. But, like, it has none of the colors, none of the sound. Like, all the things that are just, like, so rich and vivid in Dragon's Lair, which is the only thing that's immersive about it. Like, why would you bring it to the Game Boy where you lose all of that, <laughs> you know? I guess it's just, well, if we could sell some copies, that would be great, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this game doesn't have really a soundtrack. It has sound effects. Yeah, it that- has, like... Like this, like little like trumpet sting that indicates when you need to need to make a move. Yeah. And like um, and like when you yeah, die like and stuff sounds. like that, there's different like mm-hmm. musical thing. Like there's there's music and stuff to it, but like, yeah, the the visual fidelity is what you're here for. Um, and when you lose that, it's like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you have yeah. do you have a uh, world record? Um, so I have a world record. I have not, uh, unfortunately, in the the brief time, been able to find out how it how it scores. But the high score is uh, four hundred eighty three thousand seven hundred and twenty eight. That is a video that was posted on April twenty eighth, twenty seventeen. Wow. 
I I I I'm curious about what that how that score works, but like mm-hmm. it's a rip off, whatever it is. Like it's it's yeah yeah it's, it's not like pretty dumb yeah. Um, man, this game. I don't I don't know I don't really have anything left to talk about this game. It's it's that kind of like shows just like kind of how bare it is. Like we were able to talk for like an hour on mario tennis for the game boy but i it's like it's just like it's a it's a very mildly interactive hand-drawn don mm-hmm. bluth movie that yeah it's just like full of non sequiturs yeah um so it's kind of neat <laughs> yeah it, it is it is kind of neat so like i i played this with uh my wife like we we sat, sat on the couch and like kind of did the thing with the game i guess um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, because I, I, I really am resident to, or <laughs> I'm hesitant to say play because it does, it does not mm. feel like a video game. But, um, we kept saying, man, this would be such a cool, like, animated show. If this was like a 20 episode animated series, I'd be into it. I like Dirk looks like a cool character. He looks like a Don Quixote kind of like strong but dumb. Like you could do some fun stuff with that character. You could do cool things in this universe. Uh, and there's a lot of really cool designs on these enemies that just you know show up for like two quick time events and and then they're gone. And like just reuse it. Like there, those are the designs. Use those and then come up with some new stuff in that universe. Like that could be really fun. Um, and today I looked up. Uh, Netflix announced just this year that they are making a live action version of this movie. No, no with way. who do you think is attached Netflix. to be Dirk uh, in this? Dirk the who? Daring. Who, who's oh, attached? Man. Mm. Mm. You might be able to think. You might I think. Be able to get I this. think the the young the young Franco brother. No, Ryan Reynolds. Fucking what? <laughs> so I like. I don't know. I. So they're gonna lean real hard into like the quirkiness of this being like an arcade game. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. Cause like the thing that I want from Dragon's Lair is more things that look like Dragon's Lair. Not. Right. I don't I want, want it to lie, be real life. I don't give a shit about what what it looks like. What that could look like in real life. I just want to see more of that animation. That's yeah, what I want to they see. Make, they make cool drawings. They make a really great animation. It's so express expressive in a way that like almost compensates for the fact that this game has no story at all. Right. Like the way that I like it, like here's like the argument against this, right? I, I enjoy attempts at making live action versions of animes. Like, um, I hate watch, uh, the death note movie and like the full metal alchemist movie and, like, they're going to make a, a live-action Yu Yu Hakusho. I'm, like, all about that. Oh, boy. Um, but, like, those shows looked really cool to me. And they had, like, interesting story concepts. But, like, they looked cool to me. That's why I kind of, like, started watching it. And that's what I remember about Dragon's Layers that, like, I, I remember this. It sticks in my head because it looks really cool. And when you make a live action version of that stuff, it's like, yeah, you can make something look cool, but you have a story that you're trying to follow and tell with these characters. Mm-hmm. What the fuck story are you telling with Dragon's Lair? There's no story there. There's nothing. Yeah. So what are we doing? I, I just don't I don't get it. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if- who knows? The, the saga of Dragon's Lair continuing almost 30 years later. You know what? I 
I thought Detective Pikachu was going to be a train wreck. And I was wrong. That was a really... I liked that movie a lot. So there is precedent for a video game movie that sounds like it's going to be awful. Um, <laughs> it could turn into something good. So I guess there's there's that chance. <laughs> if Detective Pikachu can make it happen, not any other video game movie ever made. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, does The Witcher count? That's more kind of based yeah. in the games at this point, but that was a pretty good series. Right. So Okay, so now now there's multiple shit. Now Dragon's Lair is 100% going to be great. I'm pre-ordering it right now. <laughs> <laughs> pre-ordering Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, Jake, uh, I don't think I even have to ask, but what what did you think about this game? What? I mean, it's, uh, I guess, I guess it's like a, hey, I, I don't like this game because it's not, I don't know. It's like, it almost feels dirty because it doesn't really feel like a game in the, in the sense that we normally talk about. Um, just like pure gameplay wise, this game is like, shite, yeah. but, uh, it looks cool. It's neat. I'm glad I finally played it. Um, if I ever go to an arcade, if we ever get to go to arcades again and I see it like, ah, oh, maybe I'll throw a quarter or 50 cents. If it's one of those primo machines, it's 50, it's a 50 sensor, man. It's a 50 uh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd throw a couple, I'd throw one in there and maybe it continue just to, just to mess around with it. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, I don't think it's like an arcade classic. I think it's a very meaningful and interesting installment in the history of arcades, but not a good game. In hindsight. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, hey, I don't like this game. I almost don't want to say it's a game because it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like a game at all. Yeah, we both um, have that same like weird, like almost like yuckiness to call in at that. Or like almost even saying, hey, I don't like that game. Yeah, like, hey, I really like this art style. Hey, I want to see more of this animation. But hey, I don't like everything else. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um yeah it's yeah it sucks it sucks that like in the in if we're keeping track of things that we like and don't like just by our ratings it's gonna suck to see a don't like under this Mm -hmm. but like there's more about this that i don't like than i like i think as a game as a game as an idea i think it's fucking genius oh yeah oh it had been lightning in a bottle back in the back in the 80s right and I know sometimes like our, our rubric for grading this stuff like shifts. Like sometimes it, things will go it's in a hey I like wildly this wildly inconsistent, and we do that on purpose, everybody. I, right, because this is one that's just like ah, you could say I like this game because we talked a lot about stuff that we liked, but like overall, I didn't have a blast playing it. Like I said, the the most fun I had was watching that interview. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. That was the most fun I had with Dragon's Lair, not playing the game at all. So I think that's pretty indicative. Yeah, that's the the damning indictment on on how enjoyable. Yes. Dragon's Lair is. Yeah, I don't know. You watch a watch a let's play of it, or uh, I don't know, maybe give it one whirl in the arcade, get sick of it, and then watch a let's play of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. it's definitely it's definitely very interesting and a uh, meaningful part of video game history. Yes. Um, well, Jake, do speaking of meaningful parts of video game history. Oh, yeah. Uh, next up on Hey, I Like That Game is the second annual international Hey, I Like That Game video game awards. Ooh, yeah. This is Good where play. this is where I'm gonna drop in a bunch of fanfare. Like, oh, 
and there's like fans cheering. I can't believe that doing it again. Just <laughs> like go back into the previous years where we didn't do this and like record like an ex post ex post facto. Like, no. 2016 end of the year. No, we can't do that. Can't do that. But yes, next episode is gonna be our game of the year episode. It, it's. Would you, uh, are you gonna announce the the game game? That's I'm gonna, gonna be... I'm gonna announce the game so game on that episode. Uh, okay. Oh, you're gonna leave me in suspense for. I'm... Yes. Uh, another episode. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, another episode. We're recording it right after this. Yeah, yeah, it'll it's like it'll it'll drop in like a week from now. <laughs> All right, folks. You're gonna record it in like five minutes. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but as always, everybody, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play some video games. Peace out. All right, this is really this is where the dragon comes in. I just sounded like that dude from um, uh, Huge Green Ninja Heroes 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like the, the super uh, mutants. Uh, Whatever those like. Put that down into normal size. Mm-hmm. for listening to the podcast uh if you like the show please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on you know every little bit helps hashtag propagate the pod <laughs>